Welcome to episode 124 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Uh, better than most. Not as good as some. How you doing, Mike? Uh, rejuvenated almost. Really? Yeah, I'll oh. explain that in a minute. What were you, it sounded like you were going to say no, something. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I don't know if I've asked you about your knee lately, you know what I mean? I, how's that going? Or uh, rehab? Knee, or? The knee actually feel, feels real great. Um, no pain at all. So the, I guess when I go see him for my checkup Wednesday, you know, and I tell him a couple of my concerns, Yeah. he'll probably be like, well, if you don't have any knee pain, I did my job. Get out of the office, pal. Because, like, right now, I think what it is, I think my hamstring is so weak, Yeah. my hamstring gets tired easier and then but it's it's nowhere near the pain that it used to be um pre-surgery or those two days that uh, after surgery which right i wanted to jump off a building but uh but yeah so the you know so like i said you know when i go in there you know he might look at me and say well that's your problem but your knee you don't have any pain in your knee so i did my job yeah um okay good so anyway good good we have a trio of tastings again Donation, donation, donations, and we thank you very much, everybody. Um, this trifecta is from uh, Grant Davis. Thank you, Grant. Thanks, Grant. And I butchered his role. He was, <clears throat> used to be our planner in Bay City, and now he's a special projects man. He's a big shot or something with the company. Anyway, uh, his cousin owns Reserve Artesian Ales Brewing Company. Uh, Galesburg, yeah. Illinois. Yep. I think which is near Chicago, but I don't have a map on me. But I know Grant always Instagrams pictures of Chicago, so it's got to be somewhat close. Anyway, he'll correct me on that if he listens to this. And his cousin also is, you know, in addition to owning the place, he brews the beer. So he sent us three from Reserve Artesian Ales. And the first one we're starting with is Haze Ain't a Phase, F-A-Z-E. Uh, 6.9, 40 IBUs. Right on. And it's a juicy IPA, so let's start it off. Episode 124. Let's, let's take a taste of Haze Ain't a Phase, Mike. Yes, and out of the Not a Big Deal glasses. Oh, yeah, definitely that tried and true IPA color. Oh, Almost, yeah. you know, goldish, smoothie texture. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, the notes scream IPA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. And there's, like I said, if you were blindfolded and took a taste that, there's, there's no mistake in you're drinking an IPA. There's not going to be any, like, there's no way somebody's going to say, that might be a stout. There's no way it's a stout. It's, it's an IPA true and true. I'm telling you right now, Michael, this haze is gonna be a craze. All right, now I'm gonna. I gotta plead. I gotta plead ignorance. I gotta plead ignorance. I, what is the what is the accent referring to? I don't. You lost me. You've, you've lost me. It's just there's a little rhyme in the name, and it's like you know the Z on it. Haze ain't a phase. I just I don't know. I just felt it. You know All what right. I mean? I felt like, Fair enough. I just thought I was missing something. I wanted to make yeah, maybe you had started a, a segment of your own. <laughs> no. So, um, but yeah, so. I just don't know. It sounded cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. So I said I felt a little, uh, did I say liberated? Uh, refreshed. Refreshed. I was going to say, well, I'm not liberated from anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, refreshed, exactly. And um, it goes to, uh, 
church today. Mm-hmm. In dare I go? Yeah, I'm one for the overdramatic. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. No, arguably the best homily I've oh. ever heard in my wow. life. Wow. And you know, perhaps because I actually listened to this one, I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. But <laughs> your sister wasn't jabbing you, like, <laughs> no. "Wake up, you stupid." Uh, actually, my sister was too hungover. She missed church today. Oh, okay. Uh so anyway, um, and he tied it in with the gospel. So, and he said, and he starts it off by saying, "I got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is this is going to be the longest homily you'll ever hear me do." The good news is every Sunday you come in here, you'll know it's going to be a shorter homily. So I thought right up, right off the right. shoot, I'm like, thinking, right, yeah. and yeah, yeah. let me uh, put this in that very young man, priest. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not going to, I, I can't remember the homily verbatim. And I'm not, there's, this isn't going to have a religious twist to it or nothing. But if I did the math right, he was going into a. Uh, What's the, what the, where you go? What's it called? The, not the academy, but where you go for to be a priest. Oh, oh. the um, hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, no shit. But he said it. I got the, um. <laughs> oh damn it! All it's, right. Um, yeah. Well, we'll think of it in a second. The Brotherhood. Uh, yeah. No. Well, so um, <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, that's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> um. Anyway, he said so. It was like in 2013. Yeah. He, he was at, he, from Davison, went to Saginaw yeah. Valley. 2013, he was going to go into the, uh, <laughs> the 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 place where priests go for for lack of a better term right now, and I'll think of it. Say, hopefully, by third segment, I think of it. So anyway, mm-hmm. he's like, so t- I'm doing the math. Okay, you're at college at 18. Yeah. 2013 is nine years ago. 22. So th- yeah. this guy is I, he can't be 30 years old. Right. So anyway, he's like. All right, well, I decided to, you know, when I was, you know, I came up from a, we went to church every Sunday, all the holidays, this, that, and the other thing, when he was really young, and then they got older, the family got kind of busy, and they stopped kind of going to church, and this, that, and the other, and he wasn't sure, and he's like, I'm going to be honest with you, it's like, I started, you know, depending on what day it was, I might refer to my belief as Catholic, Christian, agnostic. And if you caught me on the, a certain day, I, there, I might even told you I was atheist. Oh, wow. And he's because he's like, you know, because there was some confusion on how, how do you believe in something that you can't see or, you know, feel, you know, do we believe it just because the church tells you to believe it? And, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking to myself, man, does this guy listen to our podcast? Cause I think <laughs> I've talked about that in other episodes like, well, the, the unknown and how do you know? And right. this, that, and the other thing. And he was real, you know, he spoke well and, you know, like, and he even said, um, it was a, cause he went to public school. So he went to the catechisms and that, and then to continue his learning, he said, I'll be honest with you. The only reason I kept going to these church groups is yeah. because before the church group, there was open gym, so they got he got to play basketball with his buddies. Oh, that's cool! And then after the class, they got pizza. So he's like basketball and pizza. Well, you know why wouldn't I go? <laughs> and then you know, and then it went on. Then it, he decided he was you know it was right for him. This, that, and the other thing. So I just like the fact that you know he even came clean. Hey, yeah. there there's some confusion, you know, some doubts, which you know now. At 54, I doubt very much I'm going to go into the... 
Seminary. Seminary. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> That's I what I was saying. I knew you know, it was, was an easy word. I have to be able to remember this because on Monday we were at Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Seminary. So, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, anyway, yeah. So I thought that was good that it was like, and he even said, you know, because at first I thought, you know, priest, you had to be 65 year old man. Oh, yeah. And, and again, so he did a, he did a wonderful job. It was great. Kind of made me, you know, all right, so hey, there's so I then I leaned over to my mom. I said, I, I said, I wonder if he'd be on the pod. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she said, Well, you couldn't say the F word that much. And I'm like, Well, how do you know he doesn't say the F word? He went and saw uh, that movie Father Jimmy or the, oh, the uh, with Mark Wahlberg, yeah, Mark, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Father Steve, whatever the, I don't know. the movie is, but anyway, yeah, so that was Father Marky Mark, yeah. So I actually that was I, I came out of church feeling charged up, not that I ever. Yeah. You know, I come out of church angry. Right. Although it was ironic, the song that comes was on the radio as I pulled out of the parking lot was Van Halen's Running With the Devil. So it was kind of a, <laughs> an ironic twist. That would be very, hmm. And you know what? Now that I think about it, and this, the listeners are going to probably turn us off right here because they're going to say, oh, fuck you, Mike, you're full of shit. Now that I think of it, on the way in was Black Sabbath's War Pigs. You know, you wow. know. You know, and the, the the last one of the last verses I heard before going into church was Satan laughing spreads his wing. Oh, Lord, you did so, that very well, by thank the way. You. Yeah. And then I leave to running with the devil. I don't know. Yeah, I, mm. I, I, you were in a safe like, place at least for a yeah. little while. I'm surprised I didn't like burst into flames as I <laughs> drove out of the church. Anyway, all right, let me uh, go back to my haze ain't a phase. And I know you had a busy week with track and everything, but did you, did you were you able to squeeze any viewing in? No, I and last night uh, I just did the uh, episode five of Moon Knight, so they're creeping ever closer to the episode six season finale. So got exciting last night. You know, some some loose ends were getting tied up a little bit. You know, for the sci-fi Marvel superhero geek person that enjoys that kind of thing is. Halo done? Or did, did, I just haven't had. I literally this time of year is not so. It's I didn't. I haven't had the time. Um, of the two, I know I've asked you this before, but like if somebody came in, put a gun to your head, hopefully that doesn't happen. But right. if, they, if they did, um, instead of one or the other, you, you can't finish the season. Right. Of one of which one are you going to finish the season? What one do you like better? Halo. Halo. Okay. Yeah. Just for me, you know, the interplanetary thing, I don't, I mean, we'll be warm food before it happens. Right. But I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing at some point. Warm food or worm food? Did I say, no, I thought I said worm. I, I heard Maybe, warm. Maybe, you know, okay. So. I we'll be warm or worm yeah, or I mean, warm food at some point for something. So. Yeah, no, I, no shows, no sports. Oh, except I, for the real stuff that I. I, uh. Liz and I got, what about you, Mike? Oh, Liz and I got a lot, <laughs> lot in. Um, uh, I didn't Holt, segue that very well, did I? No, that's fine. Right. I I was just trying to what, think of which one I wanted to start with first. Uh, all of them is on, on Netflix. Uh, hold tight. Six episodes. Um, it's a decent watch. About 45 minutes, again, if you don't mind dubbed. Which to me gets a little confusing, but we've watched enough dub stuff oh. where you're used to the 
Okay, well, you know, I thought you were sorry. At, at first, for whatever reason, when you said dubbed, I was thinking like dubstep music in the, oh, in the, in no. the show or something. No, but you're talking about the um, no, subtitles. No, in... there are no subtitles. Oh. They, they've literally, like, they're speaking another language. Oh, oh, oh. oh and then yeah, they yeah, put yeah. English into oh, gotcha. it. So, well, um, that's what, yeah, so dubbed. Duh. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> and then the funny thing is, when there was music in the background, they did have subtitles because I want to say it was Poland. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but that's irrelevant. But then they would be playing the music in the background, and they'd have the words to the music in the background as subtitles. But it's about a kid who goes missing, and in the efforts to find said kid, you find out about everybody's wrongdoings, and like this person's doing that, and this person's involved this way, and this person's involved. So it's actually interesting. And again, you don't have to invest much into it. It's a six episodes. Sure. Uh, about 45 minutes. And then after that, Liz watched all six. I actually watched the first one, half of the second one, and then half of the fifth one, and then the sixth one. But I didn't really miss anything in the middle. It's called Anatomy of a Scandal. And that was actually decent. And even missing the three episodes in the middle, I, did, I mean... Yeah, it so basically kind of like watching like, a soap opera. Yeah, it was basically like watching one trial because... Oh. Um, not a spoiler alert. I think it's in the, if anybody does decide to watch, um, anatomy of a scandal, it's the guy, a uh, higher official. This wasn't yeah. dubbed. It was in English. I think it's in London, but it wasn't dubbed. So they were speaking English with accents, of course, but he's a high ranking person married for years, cheats on his wife. And then Bastard. one of the one the women that he's cheating on, even though a lot of the sex was consensual, actually charges him with rape. And then it kind of goes back and forth, and there's a couple interesting twists and subplots. So that, again, is worth the watch. That's a little longer. Those episodes are about an hour. And then uh, we have two more to go. See, for that kind of stuff, though, is that, that's like like real world, like actual stuff that happens. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, that's like, you got to make it as unrealistic as possible, oh. and then and then, well, I'll, and then I'll watch it. As tolerant as this guy's <laughs> wife was, that would probably be pretty unrealistic, because I don't, there's not many women that are going to stick by this guy, because he comes clean with her, like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, no, I didn't I, rape her. Oh, yeah, we had sex many times, yeah, but I didn't <laughs> rape her. It's like, oh, well, no, at least you didn't rape her. Carry on. <laughs> so, um, so, anywho... Um, and then last, but certainly not least, Friday season, part two of season four of Netflix was released, Netflix, of Ozarks, <laughs> like, of Ozarks was oh, released. Oh yeah. So, I, okay, go ahead and then I I'll, want, I, I'll put in my two cents Because I know that. people want to watch that, so I'll just say that, uh, Friday night, because I get up early for work on Saturday, Liz and I kicked it off with uh, episode eight, because it's not. One through whatever right, right. It's, it's eight through continuing fourteen. Continuing on in that season, so, right? So we watched episode eight Friday, mm-hmm. and then nine and ten this morning. Oh wow! And then eleven and twelve this afternoon. So right. tomorrow we'll finish off season four of Ozarks. And like I've said countless times, I'm just not smart enough to be a bad person. I don't think. Because the, the the shit that these people are able to pull, well, it depends pull on what, if you're one of the if you're one of the guys that just pulls the trigger. I mean, that yeah, doesn't take the, a lot of brains. If, yeah, but it's you're like, not going to be Marty. 
I'm not going to be Marty. Right, but like, I, you know, again, no spoiler alert, because if anybody's watching Ozarks, you know where it's going. It's like, I doubt very much I could go to Mexico and just walk into the house of a the cartel and just assume the role of the leader. I don't think I'd have this, not, even if I were to, you know, be in on it, I don't think I'd have the stones to do it because I'm quite certain they would just put a bullet between my eyes and you know drag me <laughs> up to the wall. Yeah, it's like, who's this gringo walking in here? Fuck him, kill him. But, and, and, yeah. and again, yes, it's television, it's Firefetch, but like, what really frustrates me is, these, not that a hillbilly, but these fucking hillbillies that are just like running roughshod <laughs> over these, <laughs> huge, you know, well-organized <laughs> crime, crime syndicates. syndicates. Yeah. And it's just like these these stupid redneck hillbillies, you know, you know, trick them and beat them and whatnot. But actually, it's, it's very good so far. Well, I mean, but it's on hillbilly turf. True, true. You know what I mean? So, but but no, that was the one thing uh, before I came over here. Are they drag racing? They're drag racing. Uh, Winnebago's. Winnebago's. Yep, on Fox Sports One, Camping that, World, Camping World. Yeah, that is silly. All right, um, I digress. But, uh, no, when we came over here, Shelly's like, um, I didn't know if I should tell you, but uh, Ozark is, you know, episode eight, and the rest of them came out, and, well, I, 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 I just, I don't, is it okay if I watch it? Because I didn't want to, like, I felt like I would be cheating on you. I'm like, Jesus, go watch the episodes. I don't, like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have time to catch them until, like, June. So. Well, you better be early June, because you that Probably. late June, you're going to... Africa, so you're not gonna be watching the Ozarks in Africa. Uh, no. So, so. whatever. Yeah, it'll be early. well. At that point, I'll have I'll have about two weeks where I can knock out a bunch of stuff. Oh, Jesus, All Jimmy, right. why do you? All right, now I keep hoping you'll just forget. Um, oh, the the you know the listenership has gone up tenfold with this with this <laughs> game as the listeners are tuning in and they like to get stumped. Now. As I always like to put pressure on you by saying softball, I've got five lines to this song. Okay. I think it's very easy. Do you want, can you name that song and how many of the five lines do you want? This is kind of like if you want to be a millionaire. And they always said, if you want to be a millionaire, it's really easy if you know the answers. Mm -hmm. So softball, not a softball. Okay, so. How many lines do I want? Is that the yeah, question? Yeah, I have five written down, yeah. so you're not getting more than five, but I think... I can name that tune in three lines. All right. Let's see if you can. Backstroke lover, always looking near the co- neath the cover, till I talk to my daddy, he say. He said, you ain't seen nothing. Okay, hold on. Um, It's... Aerosmith, walk this way. Boom. Got it. All right. I mean, I know the words to that, too, and I'm looking at that word, and I kept seeing, I wrote neath as north. I'm like, the north isn't in that first fucking time <laughs> sentence, and I'm not even drunk yet. So, yeah, um, and I would have accepted Run DMC as well. well that's why I hesitated, because yeah, so. I didn't know whether I should say Aerosmith slash Run DMC, which I probably should have, but so what I wonder, anyway. Uh, so, backstroke lover always... Hide beneath the cover. Hide beneath the cover till I talk to, to my, my daddy. daddy he say, say, he said, you ain't seen nothing, nothing till you're down, down on a muffin. muffin. I wonder what that means. I have I have no <laughs> idea, Mike. Maybe that's uh, right. some kind of a bakery. 
All right, so I'm going to put the old W next to that one. Speaking of which, too. So I, I know mean, at least you. I know you have at least three correct. Yeah. And it might be, but the two Jack and Dianes. Yeah. And now walk this way. Right. Right. And and I think there were some that you I think I had two half corrects right. because you kept giving yep. me hints or whatever like that. But uh, speaking of that with the going down on a muffin, um, you know, going back to the Jack and Diane and you said, you know, today mm-hmm. well they do play that song. Right. Right? With the take off your Bobby Brooks yeah. and Do oh, What I please. please. Yeah. So and I think we said at that point too, like that goes along with the uh, it's cold outside. Yep. Some radio stations are taking that off the air. But uh, uh, we were doing, oh, some yard work or going to try to do some yard work or whatever the hell we were going to do uh, Saturday morning after our walk. And Shelly said, um, let's do it. And then, of course, Don't I went. Bum, 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 bum. So I started, I, maybe it was cleaning the house, you know, bathrooms and, and, and uh, vacuuming and whatever. But so I decided, hey, let's play some Tone Loke. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're not playing that on a no, that's... family radio. I'm just I just going back to some of these things I haven't played before. So, you know, you know, you mentioned that song right there and and of course, every song you listen to I mean, I don't need there's probably now depending on what genre, but uh innuendo at oh. least all over the place. Right. And then, you know, like Can you get, is that going to go that's never going to go away, I wouldn't think. Not in rock and roll or or R&B or no, I was even a little in in country, right? I think. And I think now, as long as you got the explicit lyric on it, but you know, you got some of the we've even talked before, like, um, what, what was it? Norman Lear did uh, "All in the Family." Is that who wrote that? I don't know. I think it was. I'll have to look that at the break. But I mean, I think if that came out today, that would be oh yeah, no, it wouldn't yeah, last. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. last past the pilot. Yeah, because yeah. it was. Um, but, uh, but that just, I mean, that goes, almost the explicit symbol did the opposite. It almost increases record sales now or uh, record sales. Listen to me date myself. It all the vinyls coming back very expensive, but in in niche form. That's what I, that's what I heard. Yeah. Niche, 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 whatever. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. But, uh, but yeah, so I, uh. The only other thing, last week, uh, midweek, was it midweek? I don't know. We went back to Maple Grill. Love that place. God dang. The Grandma Stout. Yep. Can't get enough of that. That is amazing stuff. Um, shout out to Len. But we were sitting there, we were having dinner, and and shout out to Josh, too, because uh, the food was, ugh. Anyway, I digress. The point I want to get to is this really cool thing. Um my wife's a teacher. One of her parents came in, um, got some dinner to go and a growler. And then, you know. Parents we, of a kid she teaches. Is that what I said? No, you said one of her parents, but oh, I didn't shit. want to listen to Whatever. I mean, if anybody, educational ease, one of yeah. her parents, they know what that means. So, you know, exchange pleasantries. They got their stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes over to the table and he goes, here, thank you very much. And he drops two maple nickels. Wooden wooden nickels, right. but they're not nickels. They're five. It's their little version of a five dollar gift card. Okay. Right. So um, I've got one right here, and it's just it's maybe a little bigger than a quarter, but uh, smaller it's, than a half. Dollar, I'm assuming yeah. it's maple for maple, the Maple Grill, uh, but it's got uh, the little maple leaf symbol on there, and five dollars uh, kind of burned into it. 
But uh, it's it was a nice little. So we got two of those. So we each next time we go in, we each get a beer. Uh, speaking of that, listeners are going to think we're deadbeats because I still have Grandma Blackhawk's twenty five dollar gift card. Oh, that, uh, from the Maple Grill. Oh, and uh, Brian from Seven Up, winner of the uh, March Madness contest, fifty dollar gift card. What to? Um, uh, he chose. Yeah. Uh, not Logan's, the new one across the street, Texas Roadhouse. Texas, oh yeah. So and we, I saw both those. They haven't given them out, so I don't want the listeners to think we're deadbeats because they are there. I mean, it's and, oh, yeah. and, and there was a contest. These were given to us, and we chose four winners. Wasn't it? Three yeah. or four winners? Four. Yeah. So four winners. That's why the difference in fifty and twenty-five. The fifty was for one March Madness winner. So we still have those. Just got to get them out. So stay off our backs. Keep your lawyers. Tell them to stop calling us. Right on. Um, but do we rate this? Are I, we there? I think we do. Yeah. Um, that's like my 37th um this this segment, which takes us back that's to like a episode five. Right. Wonderful IPA. I had, with two drinks left, I had 3.77 written down. Uh, I found it very IPA-ish. Yeah. Again, when you want to listen to Guns N' Roses, you don't care that Appetite for Destruction sounds similar from the first song to the last song if you're a Guns N' Roses fan because you want to listen to Guns N' Roses. If I'm drinking an IPA, this is an IPA. Yep. I drank an IPA and enjoyed it thoroughly like I wanted an IPA. Yeah. Boom, 3.77. I've got 3.93 because nice. this has a really nice New England fruity... I just, I really liked it. And, you know, as opposed to, I mean, you like the IPA, you know, to the to the side of the right. mandible. Uh, and I thought there was definitely a good IPA knock to it, but also the, the fruit really came out to me. So that's why I put it up there really close to a four. And that's, a, and you, you called it right on, uh, a hazy IPA brewed with Citra, El Dorado, and Azaka hops. So... Anyway, so Grant's cousin, I'd give your first name, but I don't think Grant's ever given me your first name. So <laughs> Grant's cousin, so you're one for one. We have two more to go. So anyway, Dave, well, where do we sit with our fine folks at On Tap? Wow. Uh, they are right in the middle of us. So we nailed it. We, you know, we 377 for me. What do you got? 385 for oh. the On Tapped and nice. 393 for you, which is Eight hundredths of a percent on either side of them. You were eight hundredths of a percent higher than on tap. I was eight hundredths of a percent lower than on tap. So that actually should keep their average at basically the three point eight five. Yeah. With obviously, how many? This, was, this was brewed. Uh, I don't know when it was brewed. It was canned March seventeenth of twenty two. Uh, only thirteen check-ins. Oh, gotcha. So, all right. We should make 14 and 15. There we go. And on tap. Corrections corner time, Mike. That's right. Uh, Meant to do it in the first segment, but we forgot. Got talking about other things. Uh, Last week, actually, I said when I gave you the challenge of the Super Tramp song, Breakfast in America, I said, well, probably only Chuck is going to know this one. And I was notified on Monday or Tuesday that both Liz and loyal listener Rick Sampson both said, hey, um, 
I, I knew it was Super Tramp, too. So, I, and actually, Rick even texted me. He says, I want that to be Gone Corrections Corner because I knew it as well. So, Liz, and, you know, if, right. I, if anybody else knew it, I apologize. I actually thought that was one of the harder ones, but apparently Super Tramp is the band of the world. Well, it's, it goes to your comment about, um, uh, uh, come on, Dave, it was only like five minutes ago. Uh, Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're a Super Tramp right. fan, then if you know if that's one of your, I didn't know there was one such of your a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do, they do have a couple songs that I really like. And the other corrections corner is actually from segment one, so we're gonna nip it in the bud right away because I said uh, this reserve artesian ales. I said gotta be real close. Uh, to yeah, Galesburg was real close to Chicago. I mean, I guess it de- depends on what your definition of close closer is. than the moon. Yeah, yeah, because it's. Uh, a two-hour and 54-minute ride or 198 miles. So it would be like it's actually getting into St. Ignace from here because the bridge is 180 and the St. Ignace is another yeah. 8 to 10 miles. So it's from here to St. Ignace away yep. from Chicago. So anyway, speaking of uh, Galesburg, Illinois, and Reserve Artesian Ales, our second tasting is Knox, K-N-O-X, Sumback Kolsch, 5.4%, 22 IBUs. And I did the glasses by design okay. because you're drinking out of the Deschutes Brewery glass that you purchased while you were seeing your brother-in-law in Bend, Oregon, correct? Correct. I'm drinking out of the Brewdog glass, which you may have got this for me. I believe it. And... The, the reason the tie-in is, in June, you're going to Africa with your brother-in-law. Yes. And in March of 2023, Liz and I are going to Brewdog Brewing in Edinburgh, Scotland. Nice. For our next vacation. So, um, and looking forward to it because I told Liz... I don't know if my fat ass will be able to take it, but I told Liz, my mom, and my sister that I'm going to really have to up my drinking game. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, my mom gets worried. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, because our room, we upgraded. And amongst other things, one of the things the upgrade consisted of was a uh, beer fridge in the shower. <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, if the Scots are drinking beer while they shower, because that, I can honestly say. That's that may, the greatest thing I've ever heard, Michael. That's, I, you know, and that's what I mean. That's it's like, fantastic. I never, of all the drinking I've done, let's say I started at 16, I'm 55 now. Yes, Larry, I've rounded up because I'm past six months. Uh, so 30, in 39 years of drinking, I'm not a, I I think I can honestly say I've never drank in the shower. I'm not sure where the Scots are putting their refrigerators in the shower for. I'm not. The picture of it is just like a. It's the, I, I don't all, quite understand I that. There will be pictures on the fa- on Facebook when when we get there. But I'm and it's like you know. And if there's a fridge in the shower, I'm fucking drinking in the shower because that would almost that's silly talk. <laughs> if you're not if there's a beer fridge in the shower and you're not going to drink in the shower, you're a loser. <laughs> Or an alcoholic, one of the two. <laughs> so, anyway, right. cheers. Cheers. Now, as Kolsch's go, 
That's a Kolsch. Be- way better than the Kolsch I had a couple weeks ago at G's. Or last week. It was yeah, last, they, probably, week. they probably had a water line going into the tap you know, at G's or something. Because that was pretty watered down. And there was or, not or yet. Like a light... It was almost like a light beer, like a light Kolsch or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. Because in the in the flavor was way skunkier. That's why I was actually dreading trying the Kolsch. But but this, there's actually a decent flavor to this one. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, you've just been saying, uh, you, so I'm I'm going to have to carry the load here on the sports talk. So. Oh my God! I was gonna. I was doing some work. Um, was it Tuesday? I don't even know when the draft Tuesday or Wednesday. No, uh, no, it was Thursday. Uh, Thursday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday. Okay, so yeah. so whenever whenever the the draft started, I was gonna have it on the TV while I was working, and it the TV never made it on. All right, I know nothing. Well, okay, so if now that I was gonna start elsewhere, but since you started with the NFL, I'll just stick with that. The draft. I know we've talked about this on the pod before. Hell, we're on episode 124. We've gone through seasons of both winter, spring, summer, and fall, and football, baseball, hockey, golf, and tennis. <laughs> I think we've talked well, about yeah, it. Yeah, I know there's been a t- the history, yeah, history yeah. stuff. We've talked about tennis. So I love how everything is graded. Nobody knows if these fucking guys can play in the pros, but... I hope the experts are right because the Bears got a lot of good graded players, uh, but you don't know if they're going to be able to play. No. I mean, anybody can say, yeah, okay, B. And then, sorry, Lions fans, <laughs> I believe I have the number one pick in the Big Dog, which, by the way, uh, Nate and Tommy just released episode 47, have not listened to it yet today. It's lots and lots of rants, I think is what they titled it. So they must be upset getting, about getting it. Yeah, about uh, yeah. So that, stuff, that'll yeah. be an interesting lesson next time Ruby and I go for a walk. But his league is an IDP league. And in addition to the, your standard offensive line, offensive line, your offensive positions, you start a full defense. Right. And just so I can put the whammy on the Lions, my first pick of the draft is probably going to be Mr. Hutchinson. Which will assure that he has two sacks in his career and probably is a financial analyst within two years. But he is going to be my first pick in the draft. So sorry, Lions fans, your first round pick was a. See, bust. I don't understand what the. I don't know, and I'm, it's not because I'm a Michigan State grad. I don't. I don't care. But I just. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, he had a great college career. I just at the NFL level, I don't. I'm not seeing the. That's what I told. I text Nick. I said, who do you, because my son Nick, as the listeners know, is a Jaguar fan. I said, well, who do you want him to take? He said, well, I kind of like, they need so much, it doesn't really matter, and there's no, you know, drop-dead player this year. Um, He he said, uh, the guy that they took, Walker, I think, the, the yeah. Walker from Georgia. Yeah. He's not the edge rusher they needed, but he's a super freak athlete. Yeah. So, you know, they'll find a spot for him to play, and he's like, Hutchinson is probably, I guess, if I was making the pick, I'd pick Hutchinson. And I said, I mean, he's 6'6", 260, so he's not a little guy. No, I mean, he, fuck, he towers a, over me, but athlete. I don't think, he's a I don't great think he looks like an NFL player, in my opinion. But listeners who are new to the show and didn't know me, you know, 20-plus years ago, that's coming from the guy that said uh, Peyton Manning 
was a good college quarterback. That's all he'll be. Ryan Leaf is going to be the much better pro. Right. So, I mean, there's my, dra- my, there's my draft history, folks. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm an idiot. I, I'm one of those guys, that, you know, that. Right. But I, I'm not 100% sold on, but I am going to take him first with in the draft, and then the, everybody will laugh at me, and I'm, I'll have my reasons. Like, if I can make the Lions 0-16, I may draft every Lion. And if I, you know, if they go, <laughs> if they go, go 0-16 and I finish dead last, hey, at least I'm happy. You hedged your bet. Or if the Lions have a great year, well, at least I win the fantasy league. So, yeah, hedge my bet. It's win-win for Mike. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's tough to tell. I mean, you can't really grade a draft, in my opinion, until three years later. Right. So... Well, and like you said, I mean, a lot of the headlines uh, said it was the the three days of hubris or whatever. You right. Know what I mean, it's well, just and like... that's what and this used to be a big deal because I preferred it. The one day event, it was you know, it started at ten in the morning, it went to like eight at night, and I had, I get why ESPN does it. Sure. I mean, and the NFL Network and ABC. I mean, it's bit you know shit. You saw what we were setting up to do the pod, the uh, the local news. Channel 12 News yeah. was on, and they had a, a long-time season ticket holder for the Lions, went to Vegas, and it was a party. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, a yeah. three-day party that who knows, who, you know, not that Vegas is hurting for money, for heaven's sakes, but <laughs> how much money did the NFL draft bring oh. into Vegas this, this weekend? Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, just with the TV contracts, probably they, they made enough to pay half of those players that they that got drafted. Yeah, so, so I get why they did it, but that's... You know, yeah. that's why I don't like. It. I like. I actually like the, the old school when, and when they're all in the room, like the the ESPN oh, yeah. thirty for thirty with uh when the agent of Marino and Elway, I think, yeah, Marino and Elway, that he was representing both of them, and they kept falling down. Never, I take Elway out of that. I think it was just Marino. I, I know it was about Dan Marino. Fuck my, I'm, my brain's so fucked up. It's scary. <laughs> um, but I know it's the one about Marino. And Marino kept, and that's when the, all the owners in the room they're they're puffing cigarettes. <laughs> Everybody's in the hotel room, got a cigarette. And there's like yeah. there's like a hundred people up in the balcony of this hotel thing, and they're cheering for their team. And not you know because I like sex as much as the next. I don't know if I want it three straight days. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know maybe when I was eighteen I would like it three straight days, but you know at fifty four three straight days worth of sex. Like well, okay, this I'm getting a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let's go on to uh, from base uh, football. We'll go to baseball. And uh, well, I I'm, I still worship at the court, uh, the altar of Cora, but the Red Sox just got the holy hell kicked out of them by right. Baltimore. Baltimore. I don't know if Baltimore's pitching could get many hitters in the Tri Valley out. And the the Red Sox scored five fucking runs up. Oh, Take that back. They lost nine to five today, so they scored five runs today. One yesterday is six, and three they scored nine runs against the Baltimore Orioles. It's amazing they won one of the three games. They scored nine fucking runs against the Orioles. Like I said, the Orioles would struggle in the Tri Valley, right? The good Tri Valley. They'd probably dominate the the Merrill Tri Valleys again. Me slam. What's me? What's my problem with Merrill? I don't Merrill's know. Never done anything to me. No. So, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, like a text fish. I said, well, the season's officially over, but hell, at least I made it to May 1st. I'm usually, I am usually have written the Red Sox off by April 10th. Oh, you'll be throwing your phone uh, still this so, summer. Uh, well, no, that's only if you fucking 
hold out on the score on me and then drop the You bomb understand on. I'm going to keep bringing that up. Oh, yeah, I've I never I, seen somebody chuck a phone the full length of a driveway, land in the street, pick yeah. it up, and it works. And yet the Yankees come back from a 4-1 deficit and win. But the highlight of the week, I thought, it, it, for two reasons in baseball, was on Friday. If, if the listeners remember, turn back the clock 50 episodes ago on flights, football, and anything else, Follow us on Twitter, by the way, at EpotFFA, as Nick Witzke just recently did. The um, yeah. Last year, it was like we had a weekly no-hitter update. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah and, and actually, last year, they did have nine no-hitters, which set the Major League record of beating the 1894 season that had eight no-hitters. Last year, had nine. Well, Friday night, we had our first no-hitter. Courtesy of the New York Mets, who we are watching right now, currently beating the Philadelphia Phillies 2-1, to one, the bottom of the third. One out, nobody on. Francisco Lindor up to that. Um, and the, the funny thing, not funny ha-ha, but funny ironic, about that game was that, let me get the box score up so I don't misspeak, in a no-hit, a combined no-hitter, we had... As my phone will not click to, there we go. One, two, three, four, five Mets pitchers combined on a three nothing no hitter against the Philadelphia Phillies. And the the eye popping, mind boggling part of this is that the five Met pitchers who combined on a no hitter threw a mind to me mind boggling one hundred and fifty nine pitches. <laughs> To put in perspective, a couple weeks ago, my fuck you was to Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers for pulling him after seven perfect innings when he threw 80 pitches while striking out 13 or whatever it was. Right. 80 pitches in seven innings. These cats threw 159 pitches in two, you know, so that's 89 pitches in two innings, you know, right. compared to right. Kershaw's seven, ga- seven right. innings of 80. So to me, I, the, 159 pitches is. Well, that's why they went through the five pitchers. Well, right, yeah, because ironically enough, the Phillies who lost three to nothing, Aaron Nola and N. Nelson, whoever that is, they went eight innings and only threw 134 pitches. So, but yeah, so I, I I'll have to get back with the listener. I'm not going to do it here because it'll make for a lot of dead uh, airtime on the radio, but. The radio? Are we on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. radio podcast. It's like when you say record, you know. It's, keep moving. Um, <laughs> but I'd like to check. I mean, maybe 159 is normal for a game. To me, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. You know, because guys will do, you know, one pitcher usually, if he's deep in the game, will go 108, 112. Right. So. Well, you figure five pitches, three batters, that's 15 an inning, right? Right. 15 times nine. nine. Yeah. 135. Yeah. Ish. Right, so one thirty-five ish, but usually there's some hits incorporated, which leads to oh, more yeah, batters. Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys didn't give up any hits, right? So, um, not really. Well, it's sports related because it was a baseball card, but I thought it was funny that funny, haha, or funny ironic, both actually, okay. that a T two o six Honus Wagner card sold for one million five hundred twenty-eight thousand sixty-six dollars at an auction. And you might say, oh, man, I've heard for the T206 going for a lot more than that, Mike. I've heard the T206 going for a lot more than that, Mike. Right. 
but this fucking card was graded like a two. I mean, it it literally you could still in the plastic. No, well, no, it's not still in the plastic, but the, it fucking folded in half. The condition of it. Oh, 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 two is okay. Yeah, gotcha, the ratings gotcha, are two gotcha, on yeah, a scale yeah. of one to ten. Now, again, a card that old. Um, obviously, it's not going to be in mint condition, but I mean, a two is a fucking horrible grade for a card. Well, what is okay? So my ignorance. I, I'm assuming a one is a is mint. No, no, no uh, mint is. Well, there's a ten. Which are very very rare, and then there's like a nine, and then a nine gem mint. A nine gem mint would be closer to, so that would be like um yeah. So oh, ten so is the best. You know, I was going in the opposite direction. No one, my bad. Yeah, no one All is right. a horrible rating, and ten is the best rating. And this, like well, you say, this, I'm glad you, I'm glad I said something because now some of the listeners that aren't into baseball cards and stuff like that, they understand that this version is missing three sides, has been trimmed, and wields a massive crease across its middle, and yet it was still worth a million and a half dollars. So anyway, I thought that was. I was just talking about that in my financial lit class the other day about collectibles. We were doing the uh, investment pyramid, so you have your more risky, but you know potentially more reward kind of investments at the top of the pyramid. And then at the bottom, you've got your T-bills and U.S. savings bonds and, um, you know, CDs and stuff like that down at the bottom of the pyramid. You know, you're safer, but, you know, you're not going to make very much money kind of a thing. We were talking about collectibles because that's at right. the tippy top. So it's all about the, you know, the value of the eye of the beholder kind of a thing. So, oh, I mean, Yeah. For sure, yeah. and, and and again, it is a rare card. So even a, if it's rare, even one in poor condition is going to net you sure, sure, sure. some money. Yeah. And but there's those people on the planet that would look at that and they might even you know wipe their ass with it. I mean, they wouldn't even know or care what the hell it is. True. So. Well, yeah, that would be a mistake. Why? Because I I bet you that if you get if a card has been wiped has it ass wipe attached to it that probably really diminishes the value. Well, i'm sure it does diminish its value um, but i just you know i'm i'm just saying right and when we go when one day in the future when we're on youtube i'd actually break out my uh wayne gretzky rookie card oh shut up that i want to get graded because I actually think it's in pretty good shape. Where do you go to get graded? To your cards graded around? I don't know around here, but oh. usually, like if usually if there's a card show in the area, is for, that, si- is for that sixty like... bucks they will oh. grade it. But you want you want like you don't want just Joe Schmo. Is this like the Antiques Roadshow kind of a thing? Yeah. Where they okay. But like you don't you want to make sure it's like a, a I would like it to be done by like a Beckett or somebody right. that knows their shit that will rate it. But I know I don't have. In fact, I'm going to show it to you when we're editing segment two here. Well, tonight. Mike, let's not to tell the listeners about you know stuff that happens <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes. Right. Well, yeah, and, and I'll also show you the Gretzky card. <laughs> so, but I have the tops version, the the more valuable one. Again, because of the scarcity of it, right? Is scarcity. That's a good word while that drinking a, beer. That is a <laughs> because good. Because that's one that we butcher. Kudos to you. Thank you. I'm glad you patted me on the back because my shoulders hurt from doing it so much. Uh, but anyway, I have the top version. And the funny thing is, it's the exact fucking card. There's the exact same fucking card, except on the back, lower right, upper left, or wherever the, the logo is, mine says tops with the little R for, or no, trademark is R or C? R. Yeah, the, the little R with a circle. Copyright is C. Okay, but it, but it, so, so the trademark, 
Would it be a t- so a trademark is our. Oh, I think so. We'll, we'll look when I yeah. show you the card. Another correction. And, and then the Damn other it. one is Opeachy. But Opeachy is the Canadian-based card, but they're the exact same card. Okay. But mine is lower because tops, there was more in circulation. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, but like you said, I mean, I've seen, like, somebody's trying to sell the card that I have. Yeah. I want to say for $175,000 on eBay. Now, is it worth $175,000? If somebody pays you that, I guess it is. Sure, but if, yeah. if, you know, I can put it on eBay and say $6 trillion. Well, right. until somebody gives me the $6 trillion, it's not worth $6 trillion. How often do you check that? I don't Whether because the person actually sold because, it for a hundred and something. Well, you you just have to follow the eBay auction, right? So that's how you check it. And I don't plan on ever selling it unless I see it get to a million and somebody, you know, makes me an offer of it. Otherwise, sure. I'll just you know put it in the will to the kids, you know, and Justin and Nick can fight over it because it's only going <laughs> to go. They can each take half. Yeah, be that Thomas <laughs> Wagner card because in a hundred years, yeah, hey, I got the upper. Man, it'd be the. That was, they would say, man, Dad really likes you more than me because I got Wayne Gretzky's skates. I got his face. <laughs> um, so, anyway, speaking of hockey, two things. I thought it was weird. Regular season ended Friday night. Asterisk. The asterisk is the Kraken played the Jets today in the last regular season game of the year between two teams not going to the playoffs, making up a game that was postponed within the last month due to a winter storm in Winnipeg. Right. And the only thing I can figure is the NHL said, look, with COVID and us playing in a bubble in a shortened season with no fans, and then in Canada, even once the United States came back with fans, and then Canada had minimal or no fans, Winnipeg said, hey, we ain't fucking refunded anything. We're playing this hockey game no matter how little it means. Because, I mean, it literally meant nothing. I mean, the fucking season ended Friday night. Right. And these two teams aren't going to the playoffs. And it was, they, but they played it. And it, I wonder if they gave away a lot of tickets. Because I turned on ESPN Plus and the Kraken were leading 3-2 to two after, 3-1 to one after 2. And there were a lot of people. In the oh, building, okay. so I, you know, right. so I wonder if they just, nah, but I mean, but if they were giving seats away, you wonder then that defeats my argument that they didn't they didn't want to give any refunds, but I mean uh, unsold seats uh, or unless they had so few and they just let everybody come down by the the glass to look that like, could you be know, so. you know what I mean that could be or you know in a lot of those uh, holy shit I didn't know. Scherzer had uh, one blue eye and one. What is oh, yeah. that? Yeah, it did, looks like a did? zombie. Oh, that yeah, that's that's Jesus. That's freakish. Yeah, that's yeah. Everybody knows that, Dave. Come on, get with the program. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like corporate. You know, uh, there's a lot of corporations that you know buy a lot right. of those season tickets up and give them away. You know, through their vendors or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm sure a lot of them were purchased already. Okay. Except for the the nosebleeds, right. the tippy tops. But I, there was still a good crowd for a game that meant literally absolutely nothing. And I don't even know if it had anything to do with like the next year's draft order because I don't think those teams were in even contention for that. Anyway, starting tomorrow, we have Avs versus Preds, Blues versus Wild, Flames versus Stars, Kings versus Oilers in the Western Conference, Caps, Panthers, Bolts, Leafs, Hurricanes, Bruins, Pens, Rangers in the Eastern Conference. 
I'm not going to go through every series because all you'd have to do is take the opposite because I have not won a, I bet you it's, I, no exaggeration here, I bet you it's been 10 days since I've won a bet. And I'm, I'm, my FanDuel account is almost <laughs> out of zero balance. Yeah. And it's been so bad, I don't even know if I'm going to put another deposit in for a little bit just right. to right. see if I can recharge the batteries. But I am going to say my upset of the first round of the NHL playoffs is I'm going to take Nashville over the number one, the President's Cup winning Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to take the Nashville Predators. So why? Uh, just because the President's Cup team has some hiccups along the way. Okay. The Red Wings, when they won the President's Cup, they got beat. Uh, the the Lightning, the Lightning, um, the Blue Jackets swept whoever was the President's Trophy winner. And it just shows the regular season okay. doesn't necessarily mean anything. Sure, sure. And I'm going to bet that Tampa Bay three-peats. The Eastern Conference is a juggernaut. I am going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup for the third straight time this year. Well, third straight time. This year they win it, and right, it'll be right, the third right. straight time. You know what I was saying. I do. All right. Do. So, anyway, now in the NBA, they're already in the semifinals, which the NHL usually always finishes before the NBA. But the NBA, they must have delayed the start of the season. I can't remember. Everything just blends together, Dave. Every day is the same day. And, oh, shit. Uh, um, well, before we get to the... That was good, because I didn't expect you to... That was... That before one. we get to the NBA, this possibly is a repeat question. Uh-huh. We started doing How Close Do You Pay Attention, Dave, like in episode 116 or 117. The very first time I did it, I didn't have it written down in the notes. That's how spontaneous it was. But since then, I've been writing it down in the notes to make sure that I test you. Okay. But I know on the first day of this contest, you did not get either one right. So if it is a repeat, we'll see if you've learned. And if it's not a repeat, then you're put on the spot like you have been. Okay. So can you go two for two tonight? Not likely. I, I have faith in you, Gabe. <laughs> I have faith in you. That's one of us that's good. We're at 50% As the now. Phillies just took Scherzer deep for a two-run homer. to put, Kyle Schwarber. No, he's no, he wouldn't have helped the Red Sox at all this year when the Red Sox can't score any runs. So, uh, three to two, Philly. Schwarber with a seventh homer, probably more than any Red Sox combined. The Eagles, Hotel California. Oh, God. Okay. When did they stop their wine service? Now, wait, was that in the lyrics you gave me for the song? When? Whenever you... I, I'm not, well, I'm not, you're not say, saying it's a repeat, if it's a repeat. If it's a repeat, yeah. When did they stop their wine service? Uh, yeah, I'd have to... Uh, there's plenty of room at the Hotel California. Yeah, that, 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 there, that there was. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm not gonna get this one. Right. I'm, I'm. At least sometimes I'm like, yeah. If you give me the, li- if you give right. me the melody, maybe I can. I got some of the lyrics and stuff, but I'm not like. So I called I just, up the captain. Said, please bring me my, my wine. wine. Since 1959. 69. 69. 
Yeah. Shit. So now here's here's the question I have for you, the meaning of that lyric. Okay, so I called up the captain. Please send me my wine. Yeah, damn, I was thinking he about... He said to me, we haven't had that spirit, spirit here, here since, since 1969. 1969. So does that mean they don't bring anything to the room anymore? Is that what he meant by spirit? Or did he mean spirit meaning alcohol and they don't have wine at the Hotel California? Yeah, I don't know. Because so <laughs> I can't imagine a hotel without wine. Right. I, I think it meant they'd say, hey, we ain't fucking doing room service, pal. You you, you got to go somewhere else and get your own drinks because yeah. we ain't bringing you shit to nothing. We ain't coming to your room for nothing. For some reason, I was thinking of it, you know, when you said, when do they stop serving it? I was thinking of a time, like time on a clock. I wasn't oh. anywhere trying. I was thinking, I was going, through the, the, I was going through the lyrics trying to trying to hear... You know, like a 5.30 or 12 o'clock or I don't know. All right, well, so what was on ice? What alcohol was on ice in that song? Oh, As a rebound question. Because 1969 is a time. So, yeah. yeah. But you were talking like 24-hour period. I was talking years period. Right, right, right. Well, if I knew the lyrics, I yeah. it, it wouldn't have mattered. I just would have said it. But... Uh, this is, is still it? one question, by the way. So, yeah, oh, okay. Uh, what put on ice? Shit. Uh, uh, I haven't heard the lyrics enough to uh, the pink champagne on ice. Yeah. No, I mean you say it, and I'm like, oh well, it's well, obvious. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Anyway, on to the NBA semifinals. Home field and home court advantage meant absolutely dick shit today because <laughs> Golden State beat uh, the Grizzlies in a. You know, John ja Morant to the rack for the layup, finger roll for the win! Nope. Lost by one or, yeah, because his layup would have won, so they lost by one. And then Milwaukee went into the Boston Garden and kicked the holy hell out of the Celtics. Tomorrow we have the Sixers and the Heat. And if Joel Embiid, who's out indefinitely with an orbital, orbital bone fracture and a concussion, if, if without Joel Embiid, that, that oh, fucking yeah. series is over. And then the Ooh, other Western sorry. Conference, uh, Western Conference semi is what? Uh, fuck, who's in the, uh, uh, Golden State, Memphis? Oh, good sports recap, Peters. You fucking moron. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. I, I mean, at least at least I covered myself in the beginning of the pod, saying I don't know anything this week. I don't. Um, I, haven't, I've, I I know nothing. So well, anyway, the other Western Conference final starts tomorrow as well. And the USFL, yeah, Birmingham undefeated. I did finally look. There's tickets, ten dollar general admission, which is the entire stadium. <laughs> other, one, other than I think it's, it's probably it's probably like the thirty five to the thirty five on either side, and those are considered VIP general admission. Right. And those are twenty five dollar tickets. And they still can't put anybody in there. And I didn't see the Birmingham game last night, but at the Fishman Eight, text me. He said it's a very, it's very, it's, it's virtually standing room only. And then in parentheses, he put by XFL, sta- XFL, XFL. By, by USFL XFL standards, standards because Birmingham was playing the Mavericks and the Suns. They start uh, tomorrow, and I think Booker's back. 
Well, actually, he was back in the last game. In fact, the Suns got fined $25,000 because he was listed that he wasn't supposed to play, and they pulled like a Willis Reed and played. So the Suns got fined $25,000 because <laughs> that's big-time shit because if Booker's not playing, that sways oh, money right. big time. Right. So anyway, so I'll, I think the Suns will win that. I want the Grizzlies, but I think the Warriors might be – you know, because actually the Warriors kind of back. The, I, I do know that. I think the Warriors yep. are kind of back. On and they track won by one bit. today. And Draymond was kicked. Yeah. Was ejected in the second in the first half. No. Yeah, he was ejected in the first half. The uh, the Sixers were playing good, but again, like if Embiid's not there, that series is fucking over before it even starts. So, That's but yeah, it. so the USFL. I just don't. You would think for ten fucking dollars, what else is there to do on a Friday Saturday night in Birmingham, Alabama? Apparently, not watch. Low-level football. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I'd go for 10 bucks. Yeah, that's oh, what I mean. Yeah. And, and like I said, the, the $10 general admission gets as close as humanly possible. Like it's 30-yard line. I would, yeah. I actually think if you look at the, the – and I think when the USFL started, I said it was going to be played at three Alabama stadiums. It looks like most of the games are at the one field. Right. So maybe on one day if they have two games going on, they'll use one another field. But – I mean, it looks like it's the 35 to the 35 or maybe even the 40 to the 40 is the $25. And, and oh, maybe you get a free popcorn or something. Because right. I would just pay the 10 bucks and just sit right next to the guy that paid the $25. But Yeah. No, and the, when the kids were young, we used to take them to the um, MSU, to the Spartans women's basketball games, because it was $5 a ticket. Now, you couldn't get... You couldn't get uh, mid-court seats, obviously, like you're talking about. But you could get all the way from the edge of the bench, all the way around the ends, court side, right. down below, five bucks. And with the $5, you got one of those um, uh, ice cream sandwich cookies. Okay. I mean, those suckers yeah. weigh like a pound and a half. For five bucks? For five bucks. 25 bucks for our family. Everybody get oh, Melting Moments ice cream sandwich. There we go. That's what they were. And uh, twenty five bucks for the family. Get in the door. Get your ice cream sandwich. Now it costs another fifty bucks by the time you know if you got a family of five. If you're getting a hot dog, right, and a, and a, and a pop and a whatever. But um, but yeah, that that kind of stuff is awesome. You'd think some families would take their kids out and for ten bucks each. I mean, if you got a family of four, forty bucks. It costs you another fifty or sixty. If dad has a beer, it's a hundred. I'm right now, being you know, sarcastic. Thank, yeah, thanks. Thank heaven for uh, Title Nine, though, because the reason those are five dollars seats because otherwise nobody's going. Well, well, they would fill uh, because they had programs, you know, in the area. I mean, right? They, oh, I, I'm not saying you can't fill it for five dollars a seat, but if, you know, I, I don't know what it was for the for the mid court seats, but they would, uh, you know, there was there was anywhere from little girls to high school basketball players. Right, you know they had programs going, and they did a real good job of that. So, you know the 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 sidelines were filled, you know, up quite a ways. So, um, but yeah, I think that's the sports world, bro. Yeah, sounds Let's, good. Let's rate this. Yep, go ahead. All right. So, as Colches go, that's my rating system. Just try to think of all the Colches we've had, uh, and like you said, the one at G's we had the other night was not that great. Um, this ranks right up there with, mm -hmm, mm, I'm going to go 
five. All right, so we're, we're quite a bit different, but I actually use the scale that you use compared to Kolsch's because I don't like Kolsch's. Yeah. I think they're skunky tasting, and they're just not a lot of flavor. And Relative just, to your IPA palate. Or, yeah, and stouts and porters. Stouts, yeah. So I don't, and, and like that one, that I called on the blind at G's. It was like, this is a Coles. This sucks. But, so I went 3.02 because I really enjoyed it as far as Kolsch's go. Right. And I'm not a Kolsch drinker. So even though 3.02 seems a low rating compared to you and compared to our on tap crowd, which I'll get to in a second, it's way above what I would normally rate a Kolsch. Because, like, I don't even know if the, what I drank at G's would have been a 2. Because it that's yeah, how that that's, was the way you talked about it. It probably would have been a one point five. Yeah, I mean it was it was lousy. It was, had a fucking nasty ass taste to it. Right. So the three point zero two is a solid rating for my Kolsch palate, but three point eight one were our fine friends at On Tap. So you were right there with them again. Uh, right little, there, right below. Right there right with there. those other ten. So because there were ten check ins for the knock some back Kolsch. From Reserve Artesian Ales. All right, Dave. Last tasting. Again, from Reserve Artesian Ales. In Galesburg, Illinois, as we mentioned. We're all over the board. Started with an IPA. Last tasting was a Kolsch. This bad boy here is a stout. So, and not only a stout, a uh, double imperial stout. It's called Unveiling, U-N, and then the V-A-I-L in caps, I-N-G. And the reason I bring that up is it's a balanced imperial stout brewed yearly that started as a celebration of the birth of the brewer's son, Vale. Ah, so nice. There we, there we go, the Unveiling. So there's the story behind that name. But Pod High, episode Pod High, Right. 9.1%, 65 IBUs. All so right. let's see what our uh, Reserve Artesian Ales does best. IPAs, Kolsch's, or Imperial Stouts. There's the 30 weight. Uh... Yep. Looks delish. Yes, it does. Good notes. Yeah, yeah. I think if we blindfold tasted all of these, you would definitely know what you're drinking. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Good. Good. On the finish, for sure. Good, on, good stout on the finish. But I'll have to go back through some of the other... Notes of the pod, 65 IBUs for a stout is kind of high because there is some bitterness there. I mean, not an IPA no. flavor, but there's some bitterness on the finish, in my opinion, and I think that's where the 65 IBUs come in. But what, I, I, what I'm liking about this so far, just on the first two oh, pulls, I, I'm enjoying sometimes yeah, on some of those stouts, especially if you've got some cacao or, I mean, and I didn't even read the description on this. Um, you, you might sometimes get a little burnt taste, and I'm not no, getting the no. burnt taste on this at all. Yeah, this is this is smooth, 
but yet on the finish, I get a little bit of like you can taste that 65 IBUs. Right. In my opinion. Right. I mean, and what you're saying is Mikey yeah, likes. Yeah, it's. Well, we got to finish. We, you know, we got to finish it because you know the finish. IPA, the IPA finished strong, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. We'll see how this finishes, but I, I, I'm seeing good things in the future because this is. But again, that's funny that we say that because episodes fifteen through fifty, I was nothing but IPAs, and everything else was like, oh! you know, right. bitter beer face. <laughs> oh, but then, you know. 51 through 124, it's like, all right, IPAs are still good, but now I've broadened my horizons with the taste. Because this this is actually, it actually... You're perplexed a little bit. You're really trying to figure uh, this out. Because drinking it, it's hard to explain alcohol percentage. I mean, unless you're just like doing fucking shots of Everclear. I mean, you know, then yeah, okay, that's a a lot of alcohol there. I get it. But in a beer... I personally think that haze ain't a phase. I would say they would like if I wouldn't have got the the specifics on the can. I would say haze ain't a phase had more alcohol by volume no, than really? unveiling. Oh really? Because this this is very fucking smooth for a nine point one percent. But like you said on the finish, it's all there. I mean, it's yeah. all stout. It's all yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah. So first couple drinks have been fabulous. So. Let's Grant's see. cousin, I may have to make the trip to Galesburg, Illinois, and uh, have Grant buy me more beer. Because <laughs> after all, Dave, yeah, free beer is the best beer. Right on. And oh, before course. we get, before we get, God, into I thought to, we were going to get to the end now, of this thing. Now, can we got a lot to cover in segment three, so we have to get this one right out of the chute here. All right. Why do I feel like I'm getting it in the shoot? Well, because you might get this one. I think is a tough one of the night. According to Gordon Lightfoot, where was the fully ed, the fully loaded Edmund Fitzgerald heading? Mm. Obviously, it was in Lake Superior. Okay. So mm, I've heard the song. I don't well, know I if would, I've heard I it. I've, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I just don't know if I've heard it enough, or you know, said, "Oh, these lyrics are great. I got to memorize these things." Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I got to make sure I sing this at the next karaoke uh, party. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm even gonna help you out. It's in, it, the question comes from the second All right. verse. It's not the chorus. It's the verse, uh, and uh, it, it goes. The ship was the pride of the American side coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most with a crew and good captain well-seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded. To Thunder Bay. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um... To, um, well, that's how much I don't know. I don't even well, know which way, which direction the ship was pointed. So. Well, anyway, so here, I'll give you the clue of all clues. At the Fishman and I go there for opening day on a yearly basis. <laughs> oh, let me think. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, that would be, uh, let's see, uh, Arizona. No, Cleveland. <laughs> 
And um, really, the, it was on its way to Cleveland. Well, and the reason I say, the reason I for, put the question as Bryce Harper just took uh, Max Scherzer deep to make it six four. Uh, I put according to Gordon Lightfoot because he said that as they were going to Cleveland. Now, if you go to Wikipedia, and we all know that uh, Wikipedia is never wrong. Um, Wikipedia says that uh, Captain Peter Pulser was known for piping music day and night. Uh, she embarked on her ill-fated voyage from Superior, Wisconsin, near Duluth, on the afternoon of November 9, 1975, en route to a steel mill near Detroit. Oh. According to Wikipedia. Right. But I, I guess what Gordon Lightfoot did is like, he was like, well, Cleveland, Cleveland Detroit, <laughs> Cleveland and Detroit are kind of close to each other, and Cleveland sounds a lot better than heading to Detroit, heading to Cleveland. Right. So, you know, I think. But yeah, so it's Maybe Cleveland was the next stop after Detroit. That could, but I, I you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call bullshit on uh, Gordon Lightfoot, Gordon Lightfoot okay, because he took he took liberties because <laughs> on because he said they were going to Cleveland, and Wikipedia said they were going to a steel mill in Detroit or near Detroit. Near Detroit. But I guess Cleveland is near again, Detroit. As and I said. Um, Galesburg, Illinois, was close to Chicago, so it's all it's all relative. It's like what you know, what hey, close to you yeah, maybe sure. two feet, close to me maybe 198 yeah, miles. Whatever, Einstein. So um, it's all relative. But anyway, yeah. So hey, but hey, you were one for you know one for three in the major leagues will right. get you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> exactly. I just need to play baseball now. What you when you were editing segment two before we get into our normal segment three shenanigans? Yeah. When you were editing segment two, I said to myself, wait a second, I mentioned the Scotland trip. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The highest alcohol percentage beer, as we have mentioned, right, is snake venom, which is 67% ABV. Right. And I'm like, Scotland's in the UK. Oh. So, in March, my goal is to be able to bring back... I'm only going to bring back one bottle for two reasons. Number one, at 67%, we should be able to split a bottle of beer. Oh, yeah. And be hugging the table. Exactly. We don't each need a bottle. And the second reason is $76 a bottle. (laughs) You know, so, but I'll be in the UK. So the goal in March is to come back with a bottle of snake venom. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm very happy with that. I'm sure we'll be happy with that as well. Now, this is in March of 23? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, And again, here's another one. Now, this came out April 29th. It's May 1st. I'm thinking it's already done deal, but I I came across this in the... And I would actually do this. I'm not a tattoo guy. Not against tattoos. Right. I, I, I think facial tattoos are a bit extreme and a bit ridiculous. And especially if you're done with a younger age, I mean, you didn't really think long-term because having your face all tattooed to me, looks weird, but Hey, I'm not going to judge. Although I I think I just did, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, all right. Devil's backbone brewery teamed with popular TikTok tattoo artist, Jake 
Caramel, K-A-R-A-M-O-L, to create the designs. India Pale Ales have emerged as the most popular style for modern craft beer drinkers. But do you love them enough to get an IPA tattoo? If you do, one brewery is willing to give you a year's worth of their beer for free. Devil's Backbone Brewing in Virginia, known for their signature Vienna Lager and being acquired by Anheuser-Busch in 2016, announced this week that they teamed up with Jake Caramel, a tattoo artist who has become a phenomenon thanks to his over 2 million TikTok followers, on a free year of beer giveaway. Scoring your free suds is a bit of a contradiction, as simple as it is difficult. Caramel has designed three tattoo designs based around the Devil's Backbone Beer Buck Tradition IPA series, which itself features four different types of IPAs that inspire the... Anyway, so there you see the three. So if you can either have that Jake do it yeah, or a tattoo artist do it. Get that tattoo, and if you're one of the first 121 or over, you get free IPA for a year. I would get one of those tattoos, but do you think we're too late with it being... Cause this when article, was that article put out? April 29th, so Friday, and today uh, is Sunday, May 1st. Uh, you, 120... I, the first 100... The first 100. 100. Yeah, I think we're too late. You think so? I, yeah, I would... Because I would think so. I mean, because again, you know, because some people are tattoo junkies. I mean, like, oh, yeah. hey, I get free IPA. Fuck yeah, give me another tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So, but I actually would you do it? Yes, I, I absolutely would. And of the three, um, that makes me that one right there makes you look like a hunter. I would get that one with the yeah. the buck that yep. is in the funky jacket. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. But I thought that was interesting since we do a beer. Well, I don't know. Why don't you look into it? How do, how do you know? Call them up. All right. I'll, I'll this next week, I want to, inquiring minds want to know, Mike. Right. You know, when we when we do this next week, I want to know whether you called them up. All right. And if they said no, they're only 50. We've only given away 50. All right. Then you better rush your ass to the tattoo place. All right. We're going to have to put this on playback because I actually already, because my notes on my phone are like tabs on my phone. And I, yeah. So I remember to touch on them. Yeah. And I x out of the tab so we'll have to go back to that portion of the pod and yeah. i'm gonna have to write down the brewery that's doing it and okay. then i'll google it and go from there but i will get that tattoo for a free hundred oh yeah now i bet you the tiktok guy wouldn't be able to do it but i wonder if the people there next to the on grash it there if i brought them that so you, could, I need this you could do that but one of the one of the better ones i think is on uh in old town um i i can't right. remember right now what the what the name of the tattoo place is? Some, I think the a monkey is in the tattoo monkey or something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna get it wrong. That's gonna be a corrections corner. Shit. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. If, they're, if they're available, I will lose my tattoo virginity <laughs> for go. free IPAs yeah. for a year. Now, right. again, I, I'm sure in the fine print. I mean, right. it, it's probably not unlimited. I mean, I probably can't drink like 70 IPAs every single day for one year. Right. I mean, they probably send me a 12 pack. Sure. One week. Yeah. But hey. Free beer. Free beer. I mean, we've already <laughs> said it. <laughs> you know, and then you, you do the math and, you know, the tattoos, because that's a pretty distinct tattoo. Oh, so yeah. that's probably a $300 <laughs> tattoo. Hey, you put, know, put so, it across <laughs> your back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. And everybody will look at, you know, when they see it, they think, he must be a real hunter. It's like, yeah, no, I'm just fucking drunk that likes IPAs. <laughs> Why does that buck have a pair of Ray-Bans on? I don't know. <laughs> What's that all about? 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, uh, so yeah, I thought, yeah, that was, yeah, I was a little disappointed when it was the first 100 because, like you said, I'm sure when I, you know, tomorrow morning on my day off, which, going back to sports, I'll have something to watch tomorrow because the race, the NASCAR race, 42 laps in. Got did, ixnade. Yeah, with rain, so there, it was postponed till tomorrow at noon, so when I'm watching the race, I'll putz around with that brewer and see. Yeah. And you you would figure in two days. I mean, 100's not a lot. Right. I mean, No, and that's what I'm saying. It could have so, happened in the 24 hours right. from releasing that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Hey, and then if, like you said, no, fuck, we've had eight people. I'll be like, all right, well, I'm number nine, and I'll lose my tattoo virginity. So all right. it'll be interesting, and, you know, we'll follow up with the listeners next. Make a note of that. So that we can follow up whether I'm getting a tattoo or I was too late. But in the meantime, all right, mine, I just have the one good natured, and you know, dare I say the first time ever, you know. Fuck, I can't remember. I did. One of the very few, if not the first time ever, we went to Walleye Fest last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Never yeah. been. I don't. I don't think I have ever been either. Okay. And if like that's why I said it's either the first time or one of the very few times we get in the beer tent. You know, I see a couple people I haven't seen in a while. Hey, you know, I mean, it, you know, and then like, you know, you you see how old you are. Oh. Right. When you go to stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, when you go to stuff like that and you see a kid you coach in Little League Baseball drinking <laughs> beer, it's like, God damn, we're fucking world. <laughs> but um, anyway, the fuck you goes. And it's, it's in all, all in fun. Yeah. But my, my all in fun fuck you goes to my lovely wife, Liz, and good friend, Loyal listener of the pod, Jamie Wendy. And the what the fuck you is, I go to the Porta John, I take a pit, and there is another asterisk, asterisk a plenty in this podcast. I go to the Porta John, take a piss, come back, and I'm like, who is this band? I mean, this song is really good. I mean, it almost sounds just like him. Hey, you stupid fuck, that's not a band. That's a... And I'm like, and I look up, and there's nobody out there. I say, oh, okay, yeah. Boy, I thought it sounded, I mean, it was kind of like a, you know, a yeah. Tone Loke or a, you know, Ice Cube. Right. And I'm like, wow, I, I, yeah, I thought they sounded like him. And like, oh, you dumb fuck. And then Liz and Jamie are ragging. Them. You stupid fucker. There ain't no banner, you motherfucker. And then they play a song. And all of a sudden the lights are flashing. I said, wait a minute. There is two a fucking band up there. <laughs> oh yeah there is you know but now in fairness the right. song that i questioned was during the break it wasn't the band out there but they didn't think there was a band out there period and i knew when we walked in there was a fucking band out there and the band was the sinclairs and they were an awesome cover band gotcha i mean they, they fucking they were good they even fucking played blink 182 and were real good i and so I would I would go somewhere where the Sinclairs are playing to enjoy them right. as a cover band. Oh yeah, but like I say, it's good. I've never nature. heard of them. So that's, well, no, yeah. I never did either. And then I didn't, you know, because you know me being like 
two foot two, I couldn't see past anybody to the stage. But there were strobe and normally, you know, if you're just gonna play music, you don't need strobe lights. Right. Not strobe lights, the uh, the flashing lights that come with the musical stage. Strobe lights are the ones that blink on and off. So yeah. they weren't strobe lights, but and I'm like stage lights. Stage, thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, because when we got in there, I knew it was a cover band. And then when I, I took a piss and came back from the Porta Johns and I made a comment and they laughed at me like, oh, they scum. Oh, there ain't no fucking band there. You you know, basically emasculated yeah. <laughs> me like a fuck that I you know I, I belonged on the short bus with a white helmet. <laughs> And then when they came out and they're singing something, I was like, I told you there was a fucking band out there. So, fuck you, Jamie and Les. <laughs> all right. Hopefully you don't pay for that one. No, it's good nature, so yeah. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, okay. All right. But uh, Although Jamie wants clearance that she had nothing to do with those kids coming over to talk to her. And I said, well, we kind of did because you and I were the loudest with the F words. So that's what brought... She, whoa, 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 whoa. she said she had nothing to do with that. Yeah, she said that that was, it was <laughs> that, that is, well, that's that a, is a big pile of horseshit. Right, that well. is <laughs> you and Jamie had, are gonna have to settle that on your own, I think. Well, I mean, as soon as they turned around, she was all about it. She was letting them right, know that, right, like, right. hey, we don't mind if you, you know. And I agree with that, but you know, her problem was that she's like, well, it was Josh that was talking to him, it wasn't me, so. She didn't like being thrown on the bus. I said, "Well, you weren't thrown on the bus. It was like no, you and I big... were the ones that were saying, hey, we, you, we're saying as many.' Well, you were probably saying more f words than they were, right? I mean, and and so, not that I don't think they could hear it at the time, but she, I mean, she was with you, like you just said. She was one of the ones that turned around and acknowledged, right, uh, with a bunch of colorful words that you know, hey, it's not a big deal. It's just us. It was our two tables on the deck. Who cares? Right? Yeah." No, she had. She definitely had something to do with it. How could? Well, she, now, she, now Hunter, their son. I'm a little. Hopefully, statute of limitations is over with for both myself and G's, because she said last night, according to Hunter, Cam or Hunter, Hunter. Okay, that those kids aren't twenty one. Oh, it, the ones the that only, were there? The only one that was 21 was the driver that wasn't drinking. <laughs> Which makes... <laughs> Not a lot of sense, right, but, but whatever. Yeah. But at least she the driver wasn't yeah. drinking, so that was a good thing. Yeah. But it was like, you know, so I bought a round of shots for... <laughs> but they they all were... So I'm going to oh, put yeah. the blame on G's oh, before yeah. me no, because they ton, all were drinking. There was a ton of alcohol on that uh, table. So now... now now, if this ever goes to the court of law, I've just incriminated myself. Yeah, but, kinda, but anyway, we could fuck them. Try to pull this episode off. That hey, how, how come there's not a 124? On yeah, that? you guys go from weird. 122 to 120. Yeah, it that was a bad episode. We just didn't like it. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, but Carson and those guys—they were awesome. 21 or not, right? So, all right. Well, 123. We had such. We got into such debate and whatever. We didn't even have a random question last week. Okay. So I've got one for you this week. And I think, again, like the Hotel California song, I think if we haven't done this, we've done something similar. But again, 124 episodes in, you got to recover some shit. Sure. All right. So if you could watch a movie again for the first time ever. Okay. What would it be? Okay. And why? Major pain. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, for any of the listeners that have been listening since the beginning, that will be funny. For everybody yeah. else, they're like going, "What?" Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> what in the hell? Is that was yeah, because Major Pain was a movie on the desert island. <laughs> right. What movie would you take on movie, a desert food island? Food and whatever. Yeah. Uh, what movie would I take? Uh, to watch again for the first time. For the first time. Um, I don't know why. I'm just gonna like the first one that came to mind. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. All right. Richard Dreyfus, right? Yep. Yep. And Company. I don't know why. That's just when you said that, that was the first movie that came to mind. Weird, I know, but. I'm not sure I've ever seen that movie start to finish in one setting. I was. I've seen like a little uh, bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. I had to be like. Somewhere, but I I don't know what year the movie came out, but I'm thinking I'm thinking you were probably nine, eight or nine because yeah, I think I was twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I was freaked out. I mean, I remember just being freaked out. So, but uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting. I you know, I and mean, you might see it now with all the special effects and stuff like that, and you'd go to re-see that for the first time, um, being a 1978 79 movie. Um, and be like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. Oh my god, right? I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll see if I can find that on any of the uh, apps. Like, like I said, I know I've seen some of it here, some of it there, some of right. it here, some of it there. But I don't know if I've ever sat out and watched it start to finish. Right. He starts like he starts throwing mud and dirt in his kitchen, building this like vision that he's got in his head. Okay. You know, see, and, so I know I've never seen yeah. it start to finish because I don't even know what you're talking about yeah. right now. Sorry, spoiler alert. I'm sorry about that. No, no. Well, and, you know, like our... uh, He's building a mountain in his kitchen out of dirt and mud. He can't get the vision out of his head. Okay, maybe I haven't seen as much of that as I thought I did. Yeah. Anyway. So. But, uh, but yeah, I guess, so that, that's, I don't know, I'll probably, tomorrow I'll be, something will pop into my head. I'll go, oh, damn, I should have said that movie. All right. You know what mine is? Um, Debbie Does Dallas. No, because that, not for the first time ever, because th- those are, a porn is a porn, and you, you kind of know what you got going in. I like I like where you're going with the thought. Uh, you know, I, I'll give you an A for an effort there, but that that's not, you know, because going in, you know what you're getting with the okay, porn. right. Mine, if I could watch a movie for the first time, it, w- it would, with no questions asked, and I, it's definitely a top five movie of mine. Okay. But like, I, you know, I wouldn't choose Breakfast Club because I actually like watching Breakfast Club just to see if I can go line for line. Because I've seen it so many times. I'm sitting there watching. It's like, you really think I give a shit? Does Barry Manilow know you You raised wardrobe? I'll give you the answer to that question, Mr. Venner, next week. You know, and when do you drink vodka? When? Right. So, you know, right. so to go back to watching it for the first time, I don't know the line. So part of the fun of Breakfast Club for me, right. and same with Bull Durham, it's like, Skip, uh, you know, I just need I just need to, uh, you know, a hit. I, you know, I know I'm in a slump, and, and I can recite so many lines. Right. I don't want to see those for the first time ever, because that's part of the joy of watching those movies. But the movie that I'd like to see again for the first time would be Seven. Okay. And, and after, like, I don't know what episode that was, but you were talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. We were doing movie yeah. lines or something at that point, and I had never seen it. Good movie, though. Oh, very good. And, but 
and I can still watch it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Yeah. But knowing, okay, this, okay, this is the killer because he's doing this and he's doing this, and it, because he's you know the seven deadly sins, and it's Kevin Spacey that does it, and you know right. when he gets he goes into the you know police department and detective, detective, I think you're looking for me. And then, you know, and so you know everything that's coming up. So that kind of, but like watching it for the first time, you're just like, you're, I was, and again, maybe I'm biased to that movie simply because that is the one and only movie to this day that I've went to the movie theater by myself. Okay. You know, right. You know, I was, I was a merchandiser at Coke. So, you know, that's 27 years ago. And, you know, my days off are Tuesday, Wednesday. So 27 years ago, it had been before we had any kids. So Liz was working. It's Tuesday, Wednesday. It's a rainy day. And I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, you can only uh, burp the bald guy so many times. So, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, so it's like, you know, I'm going to the movie. And I, I went and saw Seven. And I'm just, it was me and another guy. Had her own personal showing. I was, you know, and for, for all I know, he was burping the bald guy four rows behind me. I don't know. But uh, so, and I'm and I was just. I mean, what a movie that was, and it's still a good movie, and it still stands the test of time. But you know, hey, what's in the box? You know, yeah, you know what's happening, you know what's going on, and knowing the outcome, right? Lesson, you know. So that sure. seven is the movie that I would like to watch again for the first time ever. When you put it into that frame, it made me think of uh, Bruce Willis and um, um, shit. I had it and I lost it. Um, where he he's talking to this little kid. Oh yeah, that that would be another that would be another one because yeah, because he's actually dead in the movie. Yeah, so what the hell is it called? Uh, that would actually, but I like I, se- believe- I like Seven a lot more because than at that the end of that one, you're like you're yeah. just exactly what exactly just happened. See that that actually I like that. That was that is, so well done. Yes. Oh my that God. is actually a great answer. That was so well what done. What the fuck is that movie called? <laughs> oh my god! Here we are. Can't but, remember. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the, that little kid actually had a couple other decent, big size roles. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, because when you when it when when it all came to fruition, you were like, I keep oh, I keep wanting to say ghost because yeah, yeah. it's pretty much what. Yeah, but it's not. It's no, yeah. uh, oh. un something or un. Well, right. the other Bruce, the other Bruce Willis movie was Unbreakable, but that's, that's I hope that's not what oh, I'm no, thinking of. That. No, Unbreakable is actually yeah, yeah, a good yeah. movie, but yeah. I wouldn't care to. That would, wouldn't be all right. So you, hey Dave, uh, talk to our listeners, and so, um, yeah, about this, that, and the other. Because I'm, I'm googling Bruce Willis movies right now. Because <laughs> um, you have to remember, yeah, that. because I I keep wanting to say Dead to Me, but that's that was like a sitcom or something, right? Um. Yeah, give us something so, from the beer snob. So book. out of the out of the uh, beer snob book uh, that we had uh, given to us by one Craig Monahan, thank you, Craig. Uh, in 1915, there were almost 3,000 breweries in the United States, often in areas where German, Austrian, and Czech immigrants were settled. But five years later, prohibition destroyed small operations that were unable to uh, diversify, and then. Fast forward to 1976, the first American microbrewery 
New uh, New Albion Brewery opened in Sonoma, California. How about that? I'm going to win some kind of beer trivia contest here if I keep reading this. Yes. Oh, wow. 1979. President Jimmy Carter lifted the Prohibition era brand. Bam, brand. <laughs> what? President Jimmy Carter lifted the Prohibition era ban on home brewing to uh, de- to the delight of self-starting beer snobs nationwide. That actually is something that will come up because I don't know if the listeners know this or not. I don't think we've brought it up, but there's a possibility. Sixth sense. There you go. Boom. There we go. All right. Sixth sense. A- anyway, yeah. the sixth sense. sense. Yeah. But yeah, that that actually would be a good movie to watch. Because watching it the second time is like, okay, well. You know what's going right, to happen right. at the end. And you, so. Anyway, finish your thought on the beer stop. But, um, so talking about uh, all that and, you know, the, the birth of microbrewing, we're going to, at least I hope, I have a date for you. And I don't even know if I told you that. I think October 1st, Saturday, October 1st, we're going to be judging uh, a beer contest. Okay, you mentioned... That Len wanted us to do it. Yeah. I never gave you a date. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think right now, tentatively, it's October 1st. So as we get more details, we'll let all the listeners know. Um, And so that'll be our first... uh, Hopefully it's... Because that'll be right in my coaching wheelhouse. Yeah. Oh, right. But... We'll work around. I can't imagine. Well, well, we'll worry I'll, about we'll that. We'll worry about different. that because this is the first time I'm telling you. So it's right. like, eh, oh, a little bit so. of dead air time. You're staring at me going, oh, I might be coaching football that, that morning. Uh, but they think we might be done. We might be done with the judging part of it by by noon or one o'clock. Oh, okay. So we played a later game. Sure. All right. You got to make sure they schedule that. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll be weird showing them up to the game drunk. I don't know how the parents... Ah, the kids love me. Well, even like, if you're doing... It, 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 I, I don't yeah, think... Tasty. It's not like our tastings. We're tasting a full pint, so right. I mean... <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we have a couple days to figure those out. Yeah. A um, little bit. I, I think it's... I think we... Did I do a good enough time? Yeah, excellent time, you know, because that... The sixth sense, I don't think I would ever... And you probably up. wouldn't have gone to sleep until you... Oh no! Not no way, no way, shape or form, pal. Not even close, bud. Um. All right, time to rain on bailing. All right, easily the best beer of the night. Oh, and right. easily, even if we're, if, 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 I'm, I'm so fucking excited. I can't even fucking talk, Dave. Settle, settle down. Yeah, settle. Do a Jackie Gleason. Remember that from uh, oh, Honeymooners? No, Jesus. You said Jackie Gleason. No. Well, true. The only no, thing I know about Jackie Gleason. Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, fuck that. Jackie what do you Gleason mean, fuck that? Ralph that Cram. is iconic. Jackie, Jackie Gleason is Ralph Cram. They're not to the moon, Alice. To the moon. And now you couldn't even say that. Cause that would be like, you can't hit your wife. No, Jackie Gleason and Smokey and the Bandit. Right, yeah. Because you know, he, he was trying to quit smoking. And right. He was chasing that. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, okay. Jackie Gleason is better known for the honeymooners than Smokey and the Bandit. But anyway, um, even as even if I'm going to rate it versus the Imperial Stout, right? Yeah. Or on a pod like I used to, 
a fucking fantastic beer, and I'm going with a 4.13. Wow. Because I thought it was... The, the Reserve Artesian Ales should stick to the uh, Imperial... Not stick to, because the other ones were decent. Yeah. I think their forte is the Imperial Stout. Oh, yeah. So I had mine written down. I'm going to show Mike just to... All right, 4.0, eh? So, yeah, we're right in line. And... and it, we got it. We got it, and we're gonna put the uh, website on the Spotify page. If you want to go visit Reserve Artesian Ales, uh, because first beer had thirteen check-ins, second beer had ten check-ins, and uh, the third beer had seven check-ins, and they were three point seven eight. So we actually liked it a little better than those seven people. And Grant, if yeah. you're still listening to the pod. Feel free to send more unveiling because this is one hell of an imperial, a double imperial stout. Smooth as silk for a 9.1. Absolutely loved it. Agreed. And Agreed. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, unfortunately, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late grade Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home. <laughs> but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>